0: Holy cow, is that what I think it is? Look at that thing. Oh my god. It's a freaking Sasquatch. Welcome to the Bigfoot Terror in the Woods Sightings and Encounters podcast. I am your host, W.J. Sheehan, author of the series of books, Bigfoot Terror in the Woods Sightings and Encounters, 10 volumes available in paperback and ebook at Amazon. And if you're an audio buff, I know many of you mow your lawns, go on long trips, and listen to Terror in the Woods. You can get my audio books, nine volumes currently, at Audible, iTunes, and Amazon as well. So please go out there and partake of a few hundred volumes. <laughs> <laughs> them 10 at a time in duplicate
1: that's right memory on your device is cheap
0: just download a whole pile of them well as you hear my brother has jumped on board KJ how are you I'm doing great Bell I
1: had to delay a little bit the start this morning of recording because uh, the Marine Corps were doing a little impromptu air show over my house
0: so. oh my god.
1: They had a couple of V V2, two V twenty two Ospreys showing off how much rotor sound they can actually put off when they want to, <laughs> and then two Harrier jets came over the house roaring along. Oh, well, that'll wake you up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, no rest for the weary. But uh, but it was good. They were quiet around the Fourth of July, and I'm not complaining in any way, folks. So please don't write in that there is the sounds of freedom. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Talk about a weed whacker.
1: No, I, I mean, I love seeing them. Of course, I love hearing them, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's not conducive to recording a podcast when the house is <laughs> shaking.
0: Right. Or resting.
1: Yeah, I was looking around to see if they were, maybe they uh, scared a hairy man out of the woods across the street
0: from my house, but I didn't see any. They were coyote hunting. Could be. <laughs> Ah, that's unbelievable. So listen, what do we got in our uh, cryptids in the news and other oddities segment today? Yeah, this
1: week, uh, Bill, I don't know if you saw it in the news, but one of uh, America's uh, kind of famous, infamous Bigfoot hunters, Claudia Ackley, uh, passed away. Mm. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her sighting and some of the stuff that she's famous for. So first off, you know, Our condolences go out to Claudia's Claudia's family. I know she has a couple of daughters that were actually featured in one of her uh, sighting videos. So sorry for the loss there. She passed away in Tennessee young at 51 years old as a result of a heart attack,
0: um, you know, as reported in the newspapers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Our condolences to the family. And uh, that's always rough, man. Yep. And Claudia, Bill, I don't know if you ever saw
1: her recording, uh, the the one she's most famous for, but it occurred in 2017 at a place called Lake Arrowhead in uh, California. And Lake Arrowhead is east of Los Angeles, so kind of southern California, near the city of San Bernardino. Uh, and it looks like a beautiful lake on your way into the mountains. And then, of course, on the other side of the mountains, it's a desert like Palm Springs and places like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, she described it, it. First of all, the video, have you seen it, Bill? You recall seeing that one?
0: It's been a while, man. I have to yeah. bow out on that one because I no look problem. at so much stuff.
1: But apparently they're hiking along this trail and there's been a few different bigfoot hunters that have uh gone and uh um uh down the same trail and videotaped it and taken a look at it etc. um and uh this trail out there at uh this this uh, uh sorry another one's coming over the house uh <laughs> 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 this trail out at the lake there in San Bernardino. Um, it was documented by others, but she was on a hike with her two little girls. They looked to be at that time maybe 9 and 12 years old, but I'm just guessing. Uh And actually, one one of her daughters saw it first out in front of them, and they're walking down this wide dirt trail, you know, almost like a little fire break trail, and they're looking in the woods in front of them, and her daughter starts filming it with her phone, and you see up in the top of the V of this large tree, probably about, I don't know, 15, 18 feet off the ground, what looks like a hairy man, some kind of like large ape-like creature, looking at them hmm. uh, up in the via this tree, and uh, Claudia described it as a Neanderthal man that weighed about eight hundred pounds, and um, uh, it had like an orange orangutan type color to
0: it. Hmm. I mean, the nerve of this young girl to just stand fast and pull a phone out. Exactly, exactly.
1: And now they're in the open. Like, I think that gave them, made them be a little more brave, right? They're out in the open, and they're looking into the woods. And I can't tell, Bill. Like, this is the classic fuzzy video you know um and at first you don't see i didn't see anything cuz i was looking at the ground right we've talked about that before mm-hmm. where you have the tendency to look for the hairy man on the ground not up in the air and um i'm looking and looking the first couple of times and i didn't see anything and then all of a sudden you know i'm looking in the tree and i'm i see something this dark shadowy thing and it sure looks like it's moving um But the video only lasts, you know, maybe 20 seconds or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought the coolest thing was one of the uh, YouTubers out there uh, that's a big, uh, you know, big into the hairy man. His name is Bigfoot Tony. So shout out to Bigfoot Tony. And I looked at his video and he did a whole analysis of the footage. And he took a photo of the exact site and superimposed it on the video and you clearly see that there is no like dark thing in the middle of this V of the tree
0: right at least when he took the photo
1: exactly exactly and that was within the same week right so um it's uh you know I thought that was probably the most convincing thing that something was there because a lot of times you know you look into these shadows and it's like oh look I see a face you know and I'm like eh, I don't really see it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just uh uh you're looking through 10 different trees and you see the 11th tree moving in the background,
0: you know. Yeah, and you know I have a couple of uh stories in the books of uh Bigfoot up in the tree uh the most memorable one. Well, both of them uh, two of them involved nest robbing. Right. Uh but of course the one I named where the ravens gather. Where that hunter initially saw the birds swarming over this tree, uh presuming that on the ground below was a bear or maybe a cougar eating something hmm. but when on closer inspection, when he got closer, there was the bigfoot up in the tree, okay, so I don't know if they go up there maybe as an observation. Uh, post, uh, they just like climbing them or they feel rested up there. I don't know what the deal is, but, uh, why this creature was up there. Interesting too, that it's a path where others have seen a Bigfoot. Uh, but you know, the reddish fur, uh, heard that numerous times, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And then,
1: so, you know, this is one of the sightings. She saw Bigfoot a couple of times, another time in Washington State that I read about. Um, This was the only one that I came across that she had video. But she was also quite famous, uh, not only for this sighting, but she reported it to California's uh, Park and Wildlife Service back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, officials uh, attempted to discredit her sighting and by saying that she had merely seen a bear. Oh, oh come on. Of course. But she actually sued uh, the Park and Wildlife Service of California saying that, you know, with kind of... Uh, they weren't taking her seriously. So she got quite famous for bringing this lawsuit.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, some people are willing to step it up a little bit just to make a point that I'm not going to get pushed around here and I'm trying to do what's right and report on. You know, it's like being the only witness to a crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, somebody's got to do something about this. I saw this happen. I mean, I... I understand. I was the only one there, and you're rolling your eyes at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, you know, and I, well, I, and she, I get she that. She came
1: out. Yeah, she came out in an interview saying, you know, that they'd hiked this trail many times. They have seen bears. Her daughters have been with her and seen bears, so they know the difference between the bear and something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were city slickers like
0: me. <laughs> you know, they see a Labrador Retriever and think it's a Bigfoot. Let me tell you <laughs> something. There ain't nobody more slick than me. Got it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so slick you can't hold on to me, brother. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Uh, what is uh, Claudia's last name again? Uh, sa uh, Ackley. A-C-K-L-E-Y. I'm just. Uh, I'm gonna make a note here because I want to go back in and uh, review uh, again the uh, the footage if I can locate it.
1: Yeah, definitely. You can just put it in your uh, search bar on YouTube, and I'll put a copy of the video up on our website, too, under this episode, 205. So what is your opinion, having seen it again freshly? I think she really believes she saw something, and um, it would be hard to do this as a hoax, Mm -hmm. because they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and even if this was somebody with a suit on, you'd have to bring, like, a big extension ladder with you, and... Mm -hmm. And then get your little kids to go along with the hoax Mm -hmm. for a long time. Uh, You know, so it doesn't seem like a hoax, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see anything convincing to say it was a Bigfoot and not a bear or not nothing
0: in the tree. And, of course, we weren't there. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, uh, when I and I do, I'm outside a lot, right? I'm walking around, I'm bird watching, you know, I'm just out a lot. You look up into the canopy of the trees in any area. I don't. I don't care if it's just around my house or the park down by the water. Yeah. From any distance, and that distance could be a hundred feet or five hundred feet. Uh, in depending on what type of trees you're looking at, whether it's pines with needles or leaves, green leaves, yellow leaves, whatever. Uh, sun shining, no sun shining. Uh, nothing to me is going to be uh, apparently obvious at any given time when you're looking into a tree right i I can't see getting a crisp photograph of something even that big up on a stout branch with other branches and leaves and sun and shadow surrounding it i I don't think a crisp photograph is uh, even available. Uh, uh, photography wise, let alone a, a, a small child standing yeah, out Yeah, th- Yeah,
1: this is going back to 2017 too. So, you yeah. know, full five years ago of uh, iPhone or Android technology. It's, uh, you know, not as cool as it is today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, and so, hey, kudos to them and girls. You know, if you're out there listening to our podcast, Uh, My condolences to you, and uh, I'd love to talk to you. You know, if you're out there and you're listening or somebody clues you in that we were uh, remembering your mom's sighting and your sighting, contact me at BigfootTerrorInTheWoods.com and hit the contact button. I'd love to talk to you and uh, reminisce a little bit, and uh, maybe you could fill in some of the details for us on that uh, sighting in 2017. Absolutely. That would be great. And that's a good idea, Bill. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe through the grapevine, uh, somebody will get a hold of the young ladies who are probably teenagers now. Yep. And uh, maybe we could get some more uh, information. You know, I'm sure they have stories to tell. Uh, being the daughters of uh, such a woman, you know. Oh, absolutely. They probably have multiple sightings too, right, of of their own. Could be. While they were with her. You know, when I said this before, and I'll say it again, you know, people who have have had one odd event in their life typically have had more than one, myself included. Uh, I don't know what that's all about, uh, you know, but uh, I find that to be true on many occasions. When and you,
1: sometimes uh, they themselves are a little odd, yourself
0: included. Self-included. <laughs> and like and like myself, you know, I catch one big fish. I catch a lot of big fish. <laughs> while the guy next to me is twiddling his thumbs and picking his nostril hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, I got to tell you and the listeners, I think I told you already. So uh, Danny and I, a couple of years back, are drifting... Uh, for stripers in uh porpoise channel, and uh you know, wearing my uh thirty five hundred dollar boat and rig, and this guy is fishing drifting the channel uh with us basically in this like hundred thousand dollar center console, so this poor slob couldn't buy a fish, and me and Danny are hammering them one after another <laughs> so. <laughs> so- we go, we're, we're motoring by him to hit another drift. And he says, boy, you guys are making me look bad. So I says to him, we're professionals. We're supposed to make you look bad.
1: <laughs> you don't see the sponsorship on my boat here?
0: Yeah, there's no sponsorship on my boat. Just a old cigar stomped out with my foot. <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you a little hairy man sticker or something on. We could. Or we could dress in hairy man outfits when we're fishing. Might be a little warm today. (laughs) So it's like 100 degrees here again today.
1: Yeah, even down here on the North Carolina coast today, I'm hoping the wind kicks up a little bit. (laughs) But I was out this morning getting a little walk in, and oh my goodness, was it hot.
0: One of my co-workers uh, last night, young girl, she's cold. So she's got the heater on, sitting at the computer station next to mine, and it's blowing past her and on me. (laughs) So I said to her, Anna, it's 100 degrees. I'm cold. Uh, So the whole shift, I had this hot air wafting over me, and of course I was (laughs) razzing her the whole time. <laughs> About having <laughs> having to bring hero. a blanket down for her, Bill. <laughs> Unbelievable! She needed a Bigfoot suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, is that it, Uh That that's
1: it for this week, Bill. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, kind of cool. And by the way, folks, uh I I came down with uh I was sick. I think I might have had a little COVID, Kev. I'm not sure what was going on. Well, you know how you get COVID these days. Ow. Take a take a test. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So I think I was a little beat up for weeks and I finally went to the doctor and then uh Kev was really busy, and of course, the 4th of July, so we posted uh, one or two reruns, right, Kev? Did you ever get No, I rerun- didn't
1: post any reruns. Oh, okay. So, uh, all
0: right. So, yeah. yeah, we just got a little
1: caught up in life. So we missed a week. We missed a week, folks. Don't be mad at us. We, we're glad you listened. But, uh, so let's go. What kind of account do you have, Bill? Well,
0: this is uh, pretty interesting, and you know how I feel about these accounts. I think they're all interesting. A lot of people take the stand when they call me that you know bill i don't know if this really rates with some of the accounts you have and i'm like hey man i want to know if the thing rang your doorbell i want to know if it ran across the street on i-95 uh i want to know if it's a footprint you found i want to know everything you have to offer so again crypt uh cryptid. Uh, BigfootTerrorInTheWoods.com. Hit the contact button if you've seen something, say something. So, this brief—let uh, me say this brief yet insightful sighting was told to me by a fellow named Bob Lane, a resident of the state of South Carolina. Kev, not far from you, and, and this is the is, other the other Carolina, as we like to say. That's right. And uh, this is what Bob experienced in the Smoky Mountains. You're familiar with them? You do any hiking over there, Kev? I've done hiking in the Smokies out in
1: uh, um, western North Carolina and in Tennessee in uh, Smoky Mountain National Park, which is a beautiful place. Okay. Folks, if you haven't been there. I think it's actually the most visited national park in the country, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Wow. Well, this account was uh, basically 30, uh, well, 40 years ago to the date, autumn of 1983, that two other men and myself went for a campout heading into the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, Kev. Oh, there you go. There you go. So uh, I'm thinking uh, he's from Carolina, but they were in that Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, as you said. So my friend Earl had been to the same area many years earlier and was itching to return. So we decided to go with him this time around. When we arrived at the site, we were able to park right near to where we would set up camp. Earl, upon exiting the truck, said it was like he never left, with everything looking just like the way he remembered it years before. We set up the tent and stoked a fire, taking a break from the long ride to get there. By the time everything was set up, it was late in the day, and one of the guys was all ready, ready, taking a snooze on a cot. I couldn't blame him being so tired of working myself. I was almost envious of him choosing to sleep. The sun was just setting when I went behind the tent to shall we say take uh well he was taking care of business (laughs) and as I stood there I suddenly could feel the hairs on my neck stand up it was like a cold chill had just come over me and I shook it off I looked around momentarily and seeing nothing I went back to the fire and the other guys The chill which I had felt is hard to put into words, but it felt somewhat oppressive, if that makes any sense. In other words, as this chill hit me, I felt very badly for a moment, as if I might be in danger of some kind. Interesting. I know this all sounds weird, but I'm trying to explain something to you, Bill, that's hard to explain unless you've experienced it for yourself. I didn't share at the time what had happened with the guys, knowing that they'd probably laugh it off, but let's just say for the moment I kept it in my pocket. The following morning, as we were all sitting around the fire eating breakfast... Joe had stepped into the woods behind the tent as I had walking in this spot into this spot that we were using for a latrine. When he came back out, he said to us, "I just had the creepiest feeling that I was being watched back in there." I for one was glad he had said it, after which I now shared how I had felt the day before while doing the same thing. We all grabbed a log to use as a weapon and walked into the woods to have a look around. As we were making our way through the trees, Earl started to joke about the movie Deliverance, saying that maybe there are some toothless weirdos hiding in the woods and watching us a point which I didn't exactly find funny because I had been thinking the same thing myself. We didn't have any guns, and if someone had approached us with one, we would have no defense against it. Joe was the first to mention a foul odor that was unmistakably present in the woods. Yes, we all had smelled it, But he was the first to say he smelled it. It reminded me mostly of a dead animal, really stinky, the kind of smell that could make you gag if you focused on it. It was so strong that I was sure we would stumble upon a dead animal at some point, but we found nothing. So we walked back to the camp. We had been in the woods for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And upon arriving back at the campsite, some of the logs had been removed from the fire. All of us noticing it virtually at the same time, and all of us knew in an instant that we hadn't done it. There were about six logs, which hadn't been burned on one end yet, and they were all pulled out of the main fire and left smoldering on the ground. Now, we were freaked out. We decided we were going to break down camp and leave immediately for obvious reasons, and we commenced to do so. Earl began to break down the tent while Joe and I started to haul stuff back to the truck. When I returned to the site, leaving Joe organizing the stuff in the truck's cap, Earl looked at me in a weird way. I said to him, what's wrong? And he said he'd just heard the creepiest feeling come over him after hearing something moving in the woods. We both stood there looking around, and I said to Earl, let's finish up and get the heck out of here. This place is starting to give me the creeps. As Earl and I were carrying the tent out together, Joe passed us on his way back to the site to grab some more stuff. Minutes later, Joe was once again passing us as we were returning for the last of it. And he said, guys, this place is getting creepier by the minute. I swear I saw something moving just behind the trees back there. We told Joe to hustle up and get the truck going and we'd be right back. Earl was gathering the last few things and I was extinguishing the fire with the water from our cooler. "'stirring the ashes as I did so "'and creating quite a cloud of smoke and ashes. "'As this cloud wafted into the trees, "'I heard a grunt, "'and as my eyes turned in the direction of the sound, "'there standing in the trees, "'only maybe 30 feet away, "'was a huge Bigfoot swaying from side to side.' I said, oh my God, and when I did, Earl turned to see the same thing. I looked at him and he at me as both of us now stood there looking at this monster. The Bigfoot was all of eight or nine feet tall and was staring at us, swaying back and forth at close range. Earl said to me, let's back out of here slowly, buddy, but keep your eyes on that mother in case he comes at us. We started to backpedal, keeping our eyes on the monster the whole time. And it stood its ground, not advancing and not retreating. When we were now about 50 feet away, Earl dropped the crap he was holding and we ran for the truck. Joe saw us coming and said, what's going on? We told them get behind the wheel and don't stop. There's a freaking Bigfoot behind us. We bailed into the crew cab and Joe mashed the gas to get the heck out of there in a hurry. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> when we were well clear and having seen nothing in the mirrors following us, we began to tell Joe what just happened. He couldn't believe it. I realized after the fact that there was a strong smell of sulfur or rotten eggs in the air as we stood there watching it. The Bigfoot was somewhat covered in hair, not fur, and you could see its skin underneath, uh, underneath it in many areas of the body. Its head was very elongated in that it seemed to be twice as tall, perhaps more than it was wide being somewhat egg-shaped with the narrow end on top. I could see its lower teeth, but not the uppers, making it look as though it had an underbite of some kind. I'd estimate its shoulders were some four feet wide, and everything about its appearance said it was very strong. I mean muscle upon muscle, and that's no lie. Its nose broad and flat to the face and the eyes looked somewhat sinister with its brow protruding over them. (laughs) It was really hard to stomach that such a thing was right there with us apparently the entire time we were there. I think that we were lucky to have gotten out of there with our lives. What do you think of
1: that, Kev? Wow, I mean, fantastic detailed description of the creature
0: as well, right? Yeah, I mean, this thing apparently was on them from the the get-go with them coming into this campsite or area. Right.
1: Well, it it seems a bit like maybe they picked the wrong campsite, right? Like, wherever they were, they were right near where this thing like to hang
0: out right yeah because it wasn't leaving and then made itself known exactly exactly but
1: that that's one of the best uh uh detailed descriptions of of the creature from your accounts i'd say
0: yeah how about the description of the elongated head yeah twice as tall as it was wide
1: like an egg we have the opposite, Bill. Right, you and I, twice as wide, as it is called. <laughs> ah, poor bucket head, horizontal egghead, <laughs> otherwise known as
0: bucket head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man. Once again, folks, always carry more gun than you think you're going to need. These guys were unarmed. Grabbing a couple of logs, going into the woods, and what do you think you're going to do with a log against I'll tell a freaking you you bigfoot?
1: Without a log,
0: just like try to poke the thing in the eye or something with your hand. <laughs> what the heck you going to do with a log? Yeah, I mean, you could swing it. It's probably not going to hurt it at all, just get it aggravated, and then you're going to be toast.
1: I think maybe you could drop it when you're running. Maybe it would trip over. It.
0: <laughs> yeah, just keep throwing the logs behind you as you run so he's got to dodge them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I well, I know. These guys, you know, you don't, listen, you don't know. And, Kev, you said you've hiked in these uh, Tennessee uh, Smoky Mountain area. Oh, yeah, I've seen black bear there, too, and uh, deer everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't seen the hairy man. So, you know, like we always say, anything that can support uh, large animals can support the Bigfoot as well. There's no doubt about it. You know, if there's one bear in there, there's probably a hundred that you'll never see. And um, who knows how many uh, hairy men are wandering around in there as well, you know? 100%. But uh, the clan of the hairy man... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. These guys, I mean, you know, can you imagine walking back to your campsite and seeing the logs pulled out of the fire?
1: That'd be a little, uh...
0: A little shocking. Yeah. That's happened a couple of times in that one missing person account. They had the logs pulled out. Yeah. And those guys were saying the one guy did it. He said, I swear to you, I didn't do it. Right. It's exactly the way I saw it. It's the way you're seeing it, you know? Yep. yep. And uh you know, people yeah. people tend to doubt uh about things until it happens to them. Then all of a sudden they're welcomed into the fraternal order of believers. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know. Uh but again folks, if you know anything or seen anything in this area, Smoky Mountains, uh any of the parks over there, the woodlands, you're a hiker, you're a hunter, um uh, you know, get in touch with us, com. I want to hear what you have to say. And uh, that's how this whole thing happens here, conversations, a willingness to share what it is that happened to you. Man, so many times, Kev, I'm talking to people.
1: Oh, yeah, well, And by the way, the uh, the some great ideas always coming in for cryptids in the news and other oddities. That's so, right.
0: That's yeah. right. So... This uh, this is a communicative effort on the part of my brother and I, and uh, we share what you share. Yeah, so, and not only
1: that, we like you to share stuff with us.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah, like uh, what do you do with the rest of that pasta there, like buddy when you boy?
1: Wrote in about the yoey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Bill, you ready for some uh, listener mail? I certainly am. What do we got, bro? All right, our first uh, email comes in from Sarah from Minnesota. Ah. And she says, I just wanted to say thanks. And She says, hello to you two brothers. I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. I find it both educating and entertaining. Unfortunately, this January, my husband was incarcerated for a five-year sentence for a crime he committed some twenty years ago. Hmm. It's been a very challenging year as I learn how to essentially raise our five children alone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just get too overwhelmed with life, but in my situation, taking a break from the children just isn't an option. Mm-hmm. More often than not, I grab a pair of headphones and turn on your podcast. Listening to YouTube banter gives me a reason to smile and even laugh, which is such good medicine for my soul these days. Mm -hmm. The children and I spend a fair amount of time fishing, swimming, and foraging for mushrooms in our local Chippewa National Forest, which is pretty secluded and remote compared to much of Minnesota. While I can't bring more gun than I think I'm going to need, I do keep my head on a swivel and the children within sight at all times. Mm-hmm. Even if the hairy man isn't out here often, we do have sizable black bear and cougar are making a comeback, and we have seen timber wolves as well. Yeah. As scary as those three are, nothing compares to the terror we feel leaving the vehicle to combat the clouds of mosquitoes, deer flies, and horse flies. Aye. They truly are a presence here in our land of 10,000 lakes. Again, thank you so much for your podcast and the opportunity it gives people like me to forget their own problems for a little while in a wholesome Family, family-friendly. She puts in parentheses, if at times a bit gruesome. The last podcast about the hiker finding two dead bodies in and near the tent was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> God bless you too, Sarah, and God bless you, you also, Sarah. I mean, you know, we're we're definitely pulling for you, and we're happy we can help in such a little way. And hang in there. Um, you know. Raise those kids right. It sounds like you're doing an
0: awesome job. Yeah, and Sarah, keep your chin up. Pray always. Uh, I've been writing to a fellow that was incarcerated for three and a half years. Uh, He just finished a year, and uh, he's doing better. It's a tough gig. Uh, I understand it. I mean, we fully don't understand what it's like for you. Uh, but like when Paula passed, uh, I never felt such pain in my life. Uh, so now I can commiserate with other people who go through down this road. You know, I truly do understand. So, uh, we're with you, we're pulling for you, and we're glad to have you on board listening.
1: And glad that we can bring a smile to your face, even with a gruesome, uh. Account,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could do something for you about the horse flies, but you're on your own. Oh, man. And by the
1: way, I was bitten by one of those deer flies, which I never heard of before, Bill. I was back fishing here on the Cape Fear River last year for Red Drum, and this big fly bites my leg, my shin, and calf, and then I get in and my whole foot is swollen up. Wow! Yeah, and I went to the doctor the next day because it kept swelling. And he's like, "Oh, you saw a big fly?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, that's a deer fly. They're nasty."
0: Wow! So. And those suckers, and, those suckers, just like I don't know about deer fly, but those horse flies. Oh, yeah. I mean, they as soon as they land on you, they're biting you. Oh, no doubt. They don't waste any time. Like immediately. So I don't know how the Bigfoot and all these creatures deal with it. Maybe they jump in the lake uh something. The stink. The stink. The stink. Sh- the stank.
1: All right, our next email comes from another female listener, Angela. Mm-hmm. And she says, Enjoying catching up on all the past podcast past episodes on YouTube guys though it's not a paranormal topic wondering what your thoughts are on the recent titan sub implosion mm. i really feel for these poor guys especially the 19 year old young man on board mm-hmm. it's said we know more about it's said we know more about the moon than our vast oceans more explore, exploration is urgently needed but who will do it especially after this tragedy makes oceanic locals Sorry, makes what makes me think of all the, of all that could be down there, and recent accounts of U.S.O.s, uh, unidentified submerged ob- objects seen in various oceanic locales. There is a very weird one from the past, where a supposed C.I.A. document that entails a U.S.O. encounter had by several Russian Navy SEALs in which they encountered alien beings diving at great depths. There are accounts of it online, and a few TV shows about it might be a good future topic. Hmm. Anyway, have a wonderful summer, and say hi to Martha for me, Kev. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, you know, the uh, we, we did talk about Titan. Let me talk about Martha for a minute. I don't think I ever talked about it in the podcast. But unfortunately, Martha, my big uh, black Labrador buddy, uh, passed away about five months ago now. Mm-hmm. So uh, she had a great life. She made it to 15 and a half years old for a black lab. That's fantastic. Um, but she's not here anymore. So you don't have her disrupting the podcast either, unfortunately. <laughs> the howling round. Yeah, we, yeah the, the, and she's not here to warn me about Dog Man sneaking up on me <laughs> um, But yeah, we did talk a little bit about the uh, sub-imploding, uh, you know, very sad story for the folks, especially the young man that went with his dad, the 19-year-old. Um, definitely, you know, the seas are... Very much unexplored, and the fact that they're still discovering creatures every year in the depths of the ocean that either they never knew about or they thought were extinct for many years um you know gives me hope that there could be a creature like Bigfoot out there uh in the uh in the forests around the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, well, I think we still will explore it I mean remember. This uh, sub that went down to see the Titanic that imploded, I mean, that was more of uh, an experimental craft, you know, that was some research and some tourism of sorts, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's still a lot of research going on government research by all of the governments or many of the governments around the world. So I think we will continue to dis- discover things. Hopefully, we'll have a little more safety involved. Uh, as a result of this tragedy.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, my opinion is they should just let this titanic rest. We've got pictures of it. They've gotten some uh, materials that are on display in a variety of museums. And uh, just let it be.
1: Well, and that's one of the issues, Bill, I think we talked about is, you know, it's one of the largest grave sites, yeah. right? Yeah, And... So, you know, you really don't want to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we found it. Um, I, I, I would stay away from it at this point. Certainly not try to venture inside of the craft.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep,
1: okay. All right, our next email comes in from Mark in the U.K. And he says, hi, Kevin, Bill. Kevin needs more mention in emails to you guys. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. Hmm. Uh, Love listening to the shows on my late-night dog walks. Can get through three shows on Spotify some nights. Man, Mark, you must have a well-exercised dog. (laughs) And uh, he says, keep up the good work, guys, all the way from Port Talbot, South Wales, in the UK. And, And Mark, I would say to you, quoting one of my favorite movies of all time, Stay on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in the moors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, let's encourage him to go in the moors. Maybe he'll see something and report yeah, on it. Bring your camera and carry more gun than you think you <laughs> to right. need. Hopefully you survive, Mark. <laughs> All right, and
1: our last email comes in from Janet. Another another female listener, Bill, from yeah. Pennsylvania. And she has a brief uh, email, but I really appreciate it, Janet. She's given me an idea for cryptids in the news and other oddities. Uh-huh. She's talking about the horned giants of Pennsylvania. <laughs> and she, hey, no, and she's got some great articles there. And she okay. says the jury is still out on this. What do you think? Is it a hoax or is it real? Have you ever looked into it? And, you know, Janet, I have not looked into it, so I don't have an opinion, but I definitely put it on the list for future podcasts.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, check into th- that, Kev.
1: What do you think? You know about the Horn Giants of Pennsylvania? I heard you laughing. Did you well, have one no, I, by I, in your I yard? Was,
0: I was laughing because I think the, uh, the uh, ladies are attracted to the podcast having seen our pictures on the webpage. <laughs> you know? Two, <laughs> two exceedingly good-looking men. Uh, you know, uh, brings them right on board. You know. <laughs> <laughs> At least we don't have the stack. Yeah, but we do like belching and farting. Uh, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> especially one of us. <laughs> Excellent, Kev, excellent. Now, folks, we're so glad to hear from you, and you know we like to horse around. Uh, it's just part of the nature. <laughs> part of the nature of the two of us, so uh, hope you're not offended. And remember, listen, if you happen to be wandering around in the Smoky Mountains, Tennessee, or like Mark stomping around over in Europe... Walking the dog, you best remember one thing. Always carry more gun than you think you're going to need. Sleep tight.